folks, do you feel like everything these days is go, go, go? It's nonstop from work to friends to family and a million pressing issues. Sometimes you just need to take a playoff and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. Hey, it's that time of year in Minnesota again to get out on the lake, go to the cabin, sit back, watch the baseball. Coors Light is the perfect refreshment to chill during these summer months. There's only one beer out there that's made to chill. The mountains on the bottles and cans turn blue when your beer is cold, and that way you know it's time to chill. Hit that reset button with some mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Coors Light is the one you should choose when you need to unwind. When you want to hit the reset button, reach for the beer that is made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Yo, what is up, guys? Um, somebody let me know that you can hear me and we can get started uh, with this one, of which I am going to thank you, Alex. Appreciate it. I am going to do a draft simulation as if I am Rick Spielman. And that does not mean that I'm going to make a million trades when we get to the seventh round, but I'm going to approach it as if I'm doing it with what the Vikings are going to do. Yes, Aaron, I am Jax now. I mean, when we put, and yes, Braden, I probably will draft a kicker because this is going to be the what I think the Vikings would actually do draft simulation. And uh, no, I'm not going to trade for all the seventh rounders. When we get to those picks, I'm just going to be picking guys because every year they, I mean, I should just uh, spin a wheel when we get to the sixth round picks because every year they uh, draft people that none of us have ever heard of. Um, yes, that's right. Carter Cheeseman, the long snapper, is is a lock for me. Uh, J.C. Horn, I think, would actually be a good pick, but I don't know that that would be what they're going to do in the first round. So I'm going to try to approach it by actually figuring out and when we get to the later rounds, because I'm going to go through the whole thing here. Uh, when we get to the later rounds, I'm going to try to figure out maybe just what positions they might be looking for for long shots. But honestly, like once we get there, I know the players on the board still, like I've done enough you know, research to kind of know the names. But I mean, whether they like those guys or not or see them as fits, who knows, right? But the, the early rounds will be the most important. Um, what's going on, Danny? How are you? Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me, Danny? Yeah, can you hear me? Yep, what's up, buddy? Hey, hey, just um, curious um, what you think about um, just how they are, the Vikings are looking at this idea of sort of these tiers of tackles and guards and what it means in terms of sort of trade down at 14. If Do you think they have players in mind where if it's player X, Y, or Z, they'll pull the trigger, but if not, they're ready to sort of, you know, trade back? Yes. Uh, so I'm going to get to that in just a second. Thank you, Danny. Thanks for popping in, buddy. Appreciate you coming by. Um, I am going to get to that in just a second because I've already started. And when I look at my um, pick at 14, well, I'll explain in just a second. But let me answer some of these questions. Uh, does Teddy Bridgewater make the Broncos less likely to pick a quarterback? I say it does not make them less likely. I think that they are every bit as likely still to draft a quarterback for sure that uh, after getting Teddy, I mean, I think Teddy is now, and this, you know, is not a pun. 
is a bridge quarterback at this point. Um, you know, I, I, I think that if they were to draft Trey Lance or something, uh, and that's right, Travis, I, I'm thinking the same way. If they drafted Trey Lance, then they could sit him and they can have Teddy and they can, they can have a sure thing also if they drafted somebody that didn't work out, that they have a sure thing of someone who can play NFL quarterback. Um, so I'll get to the offensive line situation in just a second. Uh, Kenny, you're starting to get really excited for the chance of Justin Fields. Um, you probably are going to be disappointed, to tell you the truth. Uh, I don't know if he's going to go to the 49ers. Now, this draft simulation does have him going to the 49ers. That seems like it's less likely now. It feels like it's Mac Jones or Trey Lance. But what do we know going into the draft? Nothing. So I wouldn't be surprised if it is Justin Fields, even though the Vegas markets have you know moved all over the place. Um, I, I do also think, Evan, that Teddy Bridgewater will start this year and that George Payton does like him. But if they have a quarterback on the board there at nine, I don't think that they can, uh, I don't think they can pass. Uh, my thought on Tom Pelissero's report that they're looking to trade up to take a tackle. I think Alex, that that applies to two guys. I think that applies to Rashawn Slater and it applies to Penny Sewell. And I think that is a possibility, but trade up how far it probably can't be very far. I mean, it, it, just based on their draft capital, without a second round pick and you really don't want to you know dip into the next year just to move up to get a tackle so are you throwing you know two fourths at somebody how far can that really get you a third round pick or something like that uh evan i agree that teddy is a much better fit for denver than what carolina wanted to do with him in fact carolina signing him i just think overall was kind of an odd choice considering where they were so let me tell you guys how this played out and uh, the first 13 picks, and then we can go over what I think the Vikings would do in this situation. So Trevor Lawrence goes number one, Zach Wilson two. Those are obvious. The PFF simulator still has Justin Fields going number three. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I've been convinced that draft reporting is just, you know, it's just like seventh round picks. It's throwing a lot of darts and not a lot of them hit. Jamar Chase, in this case, goes to the Atlanta Falcons. And then Devontae Smith this would be a bit of a surprise to the Cincinnati Bengals. Penny Sewell in this simulation goes to Miami, and then it's Kyle Pitts to Detroit. Now, that one would be a surprise because they have TJ Hawkinson. I wonder if they would take Trey Lance in that position because in this simulation, Carolina takes Trey Lance. I don't know if that would happen. Uh, Mac Jones goes to Denver, which I could totally see. Then Jalen Waddell to Dallas. Can't see that one. Uh, Micah Parsons to New York. I think those, those picks would probably flip. I think Micah Parsons to Dallas might happen, uh, and Jalen Waddell in that case would go to the Giants. Patrick Sertain, uh, doesn't matter who Detroit takes, they still suck. Yes, they do. They have a long way to go, a very long way to go. Uh, they, they are a team that is so obviously trying to trade out of the pick that that will be interesting because they need more football players. They're in bad shape. Good job, Matt Patricia. Way to go, buddy. At least your reporters didn't sit up in their chairs or whatever. Uh, Patrick Sertain to the Eagles, and then Rashawn Slater, in great disappointment to the Vikings, ends up going number 13. So that leaves us with lots of options, including two offensive linemen, Christian Derrissaw and Elijah Barrett-Tucker. In this case, I think um, – yeah, no, you're, you're right, Rob, and I did turn the needs up quite a bit, but I, uh, I think maybe it was because Kyle – Pitts is so good that they would not, you know, um, pass on Kyle Pitts just because he is so special. Uh, Alex, really appreciate that, man. Um, 
I, I, the only insight I could tell you to what they're thinking is that uh, Rick Spielman told us it sounds like it's just all based on what happens before them. And so that's kind of what we're doing right now is we're looking like what would they do if, and I think they have a bunch of different paths. So it's if Rashawn Slater falls, then you take him. If Rashawn Slater is taken, then you, you know, then you trade down. Uh, If Christian Derrissaw is gone, if Elijah Vera Tucker, then you trade down. If a quarterback is there, then you take him. Like, I think that that is how they're approaching it. And that's pretty much what Rick Spielman laid out for us the other day in uh, a press conference that I think was more revealing than he usually is before the draft. So at number 14, I decided to trade down here. And what I got back was the 49th pick and moved down to 16th. So I traded with Arizona. And I think that they would do this. Now, maybe not Arizona, but they would trade down if the two offensive linemen that they like were still on the board. So now I also had to add in number 90. So now I have a second round pick and one third round pick. Um, Nick, I agree that Rick Spielman knows how important this draft is. I, I mean, to his future and also to the immediate future of this team. I mean, PFF ranked their entire roster the 19th strongest roster in the league this year as of right now. And Spielman reminded us that there is a plenty of offseason to go. There's free agents still out there. They could chase Melvin Ingram. I think that would be a good idea. To tell you the truth, uh, there are other Eric Fisher. There are other free agents who are out there. But he knows they have to improve from here. I think that was quite clear in talking with him the other day that this roster is not ready to go compete for you know the NFC, and they, they need draft night, and they need the rest of free agency to go well for them. So, uh, Alexander, I agree with you that I think they would favor Elijah Vera Tucker over Christian Derrissaw. Now, I don't know that. It's not like Rick Spielman told me that or that anyone behind the scenes has said, hey, we actually like Vera Tucker. But here's what I think. The league seems to be high on Vera Tucker, that – he was mocked by some people who are kind of in the know, like your Daniel Jeremiah's, you know, pretty high, I think, early on. And maybe, you know, his average um, draft position, PFF now lists those, is now 21. So if you're moving back, that ends up pretty close to it. It just seems like the people who you follow who are kind of in the know. And there's a, there's a newsletter that I follow that's like some former executives and stuff in, in the NFL, and Mike Tannenbaum runs it. And it feels like they've been very high on Vera Tucker. So I kind of like try to glean things from here or there to figure out what the league thinks. I I think that the fact that he can play guard or tackle and, and Alex, yeah, exactly. The fact that he could play guard or tackle is pretty important to them because if you're thinking about it as they need to improve right away with Derisaw at left tackle right away is a lot to ask. But Vera Tucker at guard would be an improvement almost no matter what. I mean, he would have to be one of the biggest busts on the offensive line in years to not be an improvement. So I'm going to go with Vera Tucker. And and Evan, I I understand where you're coming from with not valuing offensive line. But in the recent years, they have invested quite a bit on the offensive line in these early picks. So it's just not the – the spending, they were 32nd in spending, so they haven't really put a lot of money into it, but they have definitely done that when it comes to the draft, and I think they would continue to do it here. I'll tell you some other players who are on the board, other than, actually, I didn't tell you this, but Christian Derrissaw and Elijah Tucker are both on the board here. 
So, uh, and I agree, Alex, that's my pick is Vera Tucker, and that's why I'm going to pick him here. But just to give you an idea of the other options, uh, Trayvon Morig, Rashad Bateman, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, who I am kind of enthralled with, Greg Newsom might be hard for Mike Zimmer to be pried away from him. Uh, Pay, Jason Owe, those guys are on the board. Jalen Phillips, too. And I noticed that Daniel Jeremiah's final mock had Jalen Phillips going to the Vikings. And I, I think that those two guys, those three, Pay, Elijah Bear Tucker, Jalen Phillips, I'll even add, you know, Darisaw to this, too. I think that those guys are all in the mix here for who they would pick. And maybe they would even trade down again because there's four players they like. But I'm just going to go with Elijah Vera Tucker because he's my prediction for who they're picking. So I got to make sure I get my guy that I'm predicting in this draft sim. So I took Vera Tucker. And now we have the 49th pick because I traded down with Arizona and was able to get their second rounder. I had to give up 90. But I feel like that's a pretty fair pick uh, for them to move up. So now we're here in the second round, which that feels that feels nice, doesn't it, Rick, to have that second rounder back? Um, so now we've got to take a look at the needs here. Uh, who did Arizona draft? Good question. Let me scroll back up and find out the answer to that question. Hang on real quick. Um, let's see. Arizona traded up to take uh, Christian Barmore, actually, who, you know, I, I really do think that the league is high on Christian Barmore. I get that feeling. Um, just from people you follow who tend to kind of have a, a sense of some of these things of just where the league stands on certain players. And then in between the Patriots took JC Horn. So let's see, we get to number 49 and that is an interesting suggestion, Evan, to take Kellen Mond here. And uh, let me see if Kellen Mond is still on the board. Kellen Mond is still on the board along with Davis Mills. I think I'm going to try to roll the dice here and wait until the 78th pick to go with a quarterback. And this is, again, what I think they're going to do is to try and pick one of these middle round quarterbacks. So let me take a look at who's available here and who they might take. Actually, Rob, I really like that pick. Joseph Osai is also here along with Peyton Turner. And I, I think Joseph Osai is a little bit undersized for them, but at the same time, Joseph Osai also is a freak athlete, and they really like those guys. Rashad Weaver is also here, but I like the Peyton Turner pick. Um, who was the analyst that, uh, that Tim, that was the hated Davis Mills. That was Derek Klassen, who uh, writes for Football Outsiders and for Roto World. And Derek is great. I mean, he has a really good sense for this, but he is not somebody – who is going to mince words when he thinks a quarterback won't be good. And that's why I love having him on the show because he absolutely roasted Davis Mills and basically said he's uninteresting was the word that he used. And you know, where I get my QB information is usually from JT O'Sullivan QB school. He does these amazing breakdowns. And even when you watch Kellen Mond, you go, Okay, you know, I, I don't know if this is really exciting, if this is a guy that has the potential to be a franchise quarterback. I, I don't really, I don't know if I see it there. There's just too many easy misses and things like that. Um, so for me, I would be out on the middle round quarterbacks, but I'm going to try to draft one here in doing what I think the Vikings would do. But since they took an offensive lineman and Elijah Vera Tucker in the first round, I feel obligated to go with a defensive lineman. So it kind of comes to Peyton Turner or Joseph Osai. And I agree with you, Rob, that Peyton Turner is more of the mold of 
you know, a, a true defensive end. He weighs 270 pounds and he's six foot six. Um, so he had a decent production in the last couple of years. He had five games, five sacks, which is pretty solid and had really great um, numbers from PFF. He graded a 90 pass rush grade. Uh, Basham, I, let's see, is Carlos, Basham, I think Carlos Basham was taken. Yeah. Carlos Basham was taken late in the uh, first round. So I could see that Carlos Basham is another guy that I really like for them, but Peyton Turner is going to be my pick here because I think he exactly fits what they want. He's a big guy and, you know, a pass rusher that they're going to need. So now we've got our offensive lineman and we've got our defensive tackle. And now we're here at 78. So let's check on that quarterback market at number 78. The two guys are gone. Davis Mills and uh, Kellen Mond are both off the board. So here's what we're left with. We're left with Jamie Newman, uh, the dude from SMU, Felipe Frank, Sam Ellinger, like the guys who are seventh rounders after that. I think at this point, do we wait on Jamie Newman and see if he's still there? in the fourth round. I think the answer is yes. I don't think that you want Jamie Newman here. He's going to be 24. He didn't play last year. He didn't have a very good uh, senior bowl week. I just find it very tough to think that they would go with Jamie Newman here. I think that their eyes are probably on Mond and Davis Mills. Uh, Wide receiver three or cornerback. I agree with you guys. Um, Danny, I really like Cade Johnson. Cade Cade Johnson is on the board here. Benjamin St. Juice is on the board. He's another guy that we've seen uh, almost every one of these draft sims shows up. So let's specifically look at, and I'll tell you there's a wide receiver who I really like and has gotten no buzz that is kind of interesting to me is the guy from um, uh, Oklahoma State, Talon Wallace. I don't know if you guys are, Talon Wallace, he um, just really has gotten no like Buzz, but had great numbers, averaged 16 yards a catch, graded really high by PFF. Um, He was a guy that was into the slot. And then, you know, we saw how that worked for Justin Jefferson. Uh, Diami Brown is not available. He was taken. Um, Yeah, you're right, Scott, that they seem to really pass on these gophers. Um, Yeah, I mean, even if if they're good. I kind of want to take Tylen Wallace here. Uh, Josh Palmer, I also like, Rob. Uh, But I mean, if we're looking for somebody, another guy, too, that they could be interested in at 78 would be Baron Browning, the linebacker from Ohio State, to be that number three linebacker and then, you know, eventually take um, have him take Anthony Barr's spot if Barr leaves. Tim, you know, when it comes to the weed guys, I think my always draft the weed guy thing is probably like RIP because it, no one cares about weed anymore. So that, that's what, you know, I guess I'm going to have to kind of put that away. I'll have to come up with something else. Always draft the what? Always draft the, like, ridiculously criticized guy for having epilepsy or something. <laughs> that's not as catchy as always draft the weed guy. So what do you guys think here? Because I'm kind of struggling between Baron Browning, Tylen Wallace, and I'm looking at corners too. And uh, we have someone like Tay Gowen, who's from uh, UCF. I don't know a ton about him, but he's the top corner that's on the board. Benjamin St. Juice, um, you're right that they don't take a ton of guys who are from the U for some reason. Uh, Kendrick Green is on the board, but would they take Kendrick Green here if they've already taken Elijah Vera Tucker? I'm going to say, I'm going to say probably not. They probably would not go to offensive linemen here, even though that's not a bad idea. And I'm not arguing with that. And, and I think that's, yeah, Rob, you, you would do it. And that's, that's fine. 
Uh, I think Zimmer overrules Clean. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Kubiak for corner, but I'd prefer wide receiver. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is a tough one because we're we're also in a spot where since I traded the 90th pick, we don't pick again until 125. So I, I agree with you guys though that cornerback is probably the pick. As much as I am enticed by Taylor Wallace, Tylen, Taylor, Tylen. Um, let me look at who's there for corners. So Trey Brown is one of my guys that I really like as a slot corner, but I just can't see it. Uh, Sean Wade is another one that has like a high ceiling, but did not play very well for Ohio state. I think this would be too soon for him. Trill Williams is another one from Syracuse. Who's on the board. I think we probably have to go with Tay Gowen or Benjamin St. Just. Uh, I like Benjamin St. Just here. So I'm going to put their previous not drafting gophers aside and say the Vikings would draft a corner here in Benjamin St. Just because he's got the right size and the right profile and they do care about the Senior Bowl. They have made this very clear. And St. Juice was a guy who emerged in the Senior Bowl. So I'm going to go with him. So far, just if you're uh, just joining, we traded down and took Elijah Vera Tucker in the first round. And then took Peyton Turner, the pass rusher from Houston, with the 49th overall pick that we got from Arizona. And then now Benjamin St. Juice. So that's kind of how it's going. So here we are at 125. Uh, it feels like that's a long drop, but you know, I also think that, um, you know, Travis, yes, they still could look at someone like Danny Amendola. Would he sign here? I don't know, but th- the receivers have really kind of run out of free agency. I think, unless I'm forgetting somebody, it seems like, uh, I saw the other day that like Greg Rosenthal keeps a running top 101 remaining free agents and he has no receivers left. So That's not really a great sign. I think in this fourth round, right now I'm at the 20th pick of the fourth round, wide receiver should really be a priority for them. But let's check back with the quarterbacks. Okay, so Jamie Newman is off the board, which says to me, I just don't think you could draft any of these guys. Felipe Franks is kind of fun, but, I mean, he's just not somebody you're spending a fourth-round pick with. So we're going to leave cornerback off, and we're going to have to look for uh, wide receiver, Safety potentially. Uh Tutu Atwell. Let me check on let's check on these wide receivers. So a lot of interesting. Yes, Tutu Atwell is available. And this is one where, you know, I, I think I said this the other day on the show, but like give give Vikings fans somebody fun, right? <laughs> give Vikings fans somebody fun. Uh Tutu Atwell would be a lot of fun. He is a really entertaining player. So I don't know if they would go that way. Cornell Powell is also here, Amari Rogers. You're right, Evan, that Mike Zimmer trying to say Tutu Atwell would be pretty fun. Uh, Dwayne Eskridge is is a guy who I think is a, a bigger wide receiver from Western Michigan. He's there. I don't know if there's any great value wide receiver picks since Kay Johnson uh, is gone and Jalen Darden is gone. We might have to kind of do a little bit of a best player available thing here and then wait and see. Um, I'll tell you, there's a couple of guys here that I'm sort of interested in. Ty, uh, Tyree Gillespie is a safety out of Missouri. And I don't think it's crazy to look at safety. Uh, Danny, I don't think they would go with D.D. Westbrook in free agency because 
of what just happened with uh, J- um, Jeff Gladney and D.D. Westbrook's pass. I don't think that you really want to follow one up with the other. Uh, so we've got Jonathan Cooper is also a guy who really impressed me at the Senior Bowl. He is um, a pass rusher, which I don't think it's really crazy. Uh, Milton Williams is gone. Um, I think safety's a good play here too, Luke. I, I think that I'm going to go with that because they really have not spent any high picks on safeties, and not that fourth round is super high, but they need to have another option if Xavier Woods is uh, not sticking around or just to fill in if somebody like turns an ankle or something. So let me just take a quick look at Tyree Gillespie. Um, you know, didn't grade insanely well in 2020, but had good 2019 grades from PFF. So let's go with a safety here. It's not as exciting as a wide receiver, but I think we'll try to look for that with the next pick because a lot of the guys are kind of pretty equal. And I, and I like to look at kind of the average draft position versus the rank here from PFF and kind of get a, a sense for if I'm getting some type of value and, uh, Gillespie's not great value, but there's not a ton of other great players in terms of value that are there. So I took I took Gillespie and decided to go with him. Let me look at what other safeties were there. Let me take a look. Um, let's see. The the guy from Pitt, Damar Hamlin, I don't know anything about him. Jamie and Sherwood. I mean, these guys, Christian Uphoff, I know PFF likes a lot. Richard LeCount is another one. I think he had a really terrible pro day, dropped way down the board. So, I mean, nobody's super exciting. All right, so now we're at another fourth-round pick of many, of many fourth-round picks. Um, (laughs) Harrison Hand. Yeah, look, I mean, Harrison Hand might move to safety. Maybe that's what they'll do. Harrison Hand should really focus on um, special teams. If he wants to stick around, that's what he has to do. So here we are with another fourth-round pick, and this is where it sort of gets gets fun, and we're just trying to figure out, like, who these guys are and what positions they might take with these fourth-round picks. And we have Cornell Powell here as the top wide receiver. And Cornell Powell, when there was a picture of Cornell Powell, and he's like super jacked up. And I thought, oh man, this this is this year's DK Metcalf or something. But then his pro day was just underwhelming. But I'll tell you who I like that is here, and that is Shy Smith out of South Carolina, another guy who is just I think just kind of a ball player, right? Like if you've seen Shy Smith at all, he just gets open and just makes plays, and he is. On the shorter side, he's five foot ten, one ninety. But I think now, so like a few years ago, you might have heard, oh, he's a slot wide receiver or whatever, and you would have really um, criticized that if a guy was a slot wide receiver. But I think Justin Jefferson single handedly changed that. That now when someone's a slot, you go, oh, well, that's good. And uh, Shy Smith, I think, is that guy. He has. Um, you know, it's his scouting report says he's going to struggle through contact. But I think what we see is that teams are really good at getting these guys free releases. Uh, Seth Williams. Let me take a look here. I do not see Seth Williams on the board. Another guy who's kind of interesting is Anthony Schwartz from Auburn, but he's kind of like pretty far down PFF's board. So I think I'm going to go with Shai Smith. Uh, Foku, if that's how you say it, is gone at the moment. And this is the thing. I was really surprised. There was a big run in this simulation on wide receivers. I thought I could kind of hang around and get a K Johnson or something. Um, I also, I agree with you that Anthony Schwartz has crazy speed. I just wonder if he's like too much of a track star and not necessarily a wide receiver, but I mean, you know, his numbers are okay. He had, you know, 54 catches it, it for somebody who runs with his type of speed. You kind of wonder 
like why you aren't roasting people more often, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And if, the, and that's the thing as a returner, like after the KJ Osborne debacle, like I, I don't want to talk about guys as returners. So I'm going to take Shai Smith here because I think he's a good, good player. I'm going to go with him. Uh, what's up, Sean? How are you? Hey, not too bad. Uh, you got me, Sean? I, yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, well, you already took a wide receiver three. I was going to try to get in and see if Jalen Darden was still there. I know he's a guy you talked about in the past that really likes his athleticism. Yeah, and if you've seen his highlight reel, it's super fun. No, unfortunately, he was not there. Otherwise, yeah. I would have jumped to draft him. Uh, Shy Smith is sort of like the ripoff version. <laughs> you know, it's like the the less the less exciting, but still is, is very good with the ball in his hands. And I, I feel like they're, that's what they're missing is somebody who you can just put the ball in their hands and they'll do something. It's like Chad Beebe is going to run seven yard outs and he can get open, but he's not like a game breaker unless the lions forget to play defense. That did happen once that the lions How about just, just forgot like to a, tackle. <laughs> like a speed guy though, like a deep threat, you know, uh, we haven't really had anybody since like what Aldrick Robinson or whatever his name was. <laughs> Really that's, burned yeah. up. You know, he was a one-trick yeah. pony, but he w- was good at that trick. Yeah, um, that's a, that's a great pull. Aldrick Robinson is a great pull. Um, you know, Anthony Schwartz would be that guy. So I went for the the smaller, get the ball in his hands playmaker. But maybe with their offense and, and the fact that they want to go down the field, they would go with someone like uh, Anthony Schwartz. Um, <laughs> Luke, no longer you do not any longer have Anthony um, Alexander Holland. Sorry, man. Um, Sean, thanks for checking in, buddy. Appreciate you coming by. Uh, Aldrich is available. Yes. You'd be amazed at how many players, uh, Sam Ekstrom and I went through this on the website, like how many players the Vikings signed. And then the next year we're out of the league at wide receiver. (laughs) Aldrich Robinson is one of them. Great guy though. I mean, he was really fun to talk with. So here we are now we're in the fourth round still after making several fourth round picks. And there's a guy on the board that I just really like, and I'm going to take. And I think that they would pick some edge rushers later in the draft here because they just don't have too many to get excited about on the roster that are developmental players. I mean, you have uh, DJ Wanham, who they talk about excitedly, but I didn't really see it last year to convince me that he's a key piece going forward. They signed Weatherly to a one-year deal, so you you just kind of shrug your shoulders at that. Um, you know, James Lynch, I don't know what they think his role is going to be. I think this is Jalen Holmes's last training camp probably. So I want to go with Jonathan Cooper here from Ohio state. And I will admit that I did watch very closely senior bowl week and some guys impressed me. And so, you know, going with like, I have learned as a reporter, you have to watch senior bowl week closely because the Vikings really do. And so I'm going to go with Jonathan Cooper because he impressed there. And so we've got another edge rusher for the Vikings. Uh, I do think, yes, Travis, I do think that the Vikings should be looking at late round replacements for Mike Boone uh, as a running back. Um, I know that they have Alexander Madison and Delvin Cook, but when you get really late in the draft, sometimes running backs are still hanging around. And, uh, you know, you look for somebody who can who can be a good player. Uh, let's see, was, I don't, I'm sorry if I don't know how to pronounce it. Can is it Candoa or Doya? Uh, I I don't know if he was available. Um, let me take a look. Defensive end. Let me see if he was available. Let me just take a look here, real quick before we get to the next pick. Um, this thing is being a little slow on me scrolling around. Let's see. Yeah, you know, actually he was. So I guess two of you like 
him, huh? There's another guy from Florida State, Janarius Robinson, who I actually like maybe a little more, and Ellerson Smith, too, from Northern Iowa. So there's a couple of defensive ends that are still there that I think with these last three picks, I want to get even more um, defensive ends to try and just, you know, take shots at those guys. But I think I have my next pick here. And it's another offensive lineman, a guy that I will admit uh, my friend Brandon Thorne, who runs Trench Warfare, is really high on this guy. And I know he's a center, but offensive lineman, you know, you can move center guard. He really fits the profile. Drew Dahlman out of Stanford, he really fits the athletic profile, is a terrific run blocker, also did not give up a sack in three seasons. He's kind of a perfect outside bit uh, zone type of fit. So I'm going to take Drew Dahlman here as a late offensive line pick. And because I think he's got a good athletic profile, you hope that he can develop and be a backup or, you know, potentially a starter in the long run. So I'm going to take him. And I think that they should take more late round offensive linemen. So I have two picks left to take a kicker and then somebody else. You got to take a kicker. You're right, Travis. We absolutely have to take a kicker. So here's our one last pick before the kicker. Now, uh, Ellerson Smith makes a lot of sense to me. Um, Shot in the dark with an Anthony Barr replacement. Mm, That's an interesting idea. That is an interesting idea. Maybe, you know, someone like Jordan Smith. It's not that they've totally ignored the three, four outside linebackers. Um, You know, Stephen Weatherly was that at one point. But I don't know, like finding a linebacker at this point, who could replace Anthony Barr, I'm not sure if I'm going to have a chance to do that. I'm not seeing too many guys that I recognize at the linebacker position. But I'm thinking that taking even another pass rusher would make sense here with either Janarius Robinson or with uh, Ellerson Smith. Danny, I agree. Don't let some of the fourth rounders that have gone poorly um, influence it. I get, you know what, I will trade down because I care about you guys. I'll trade down and try to get somebody seventh. It's just tradition. It just has to be done. Let's see. Can can we do this? Can we throw in a next year's pick to trade down? <laughs> or can we get somebody can we get two picks from somebody for whatever? We'll see. Let me see if I could trade down. Hang on. <laughs> we've got it. We've got to do it. We've got to do it. Let me see here. All right. We traded down to get a seven. Just for you guys. Just because I care. <laughs> I got number two forty nine. Let's make that our kicker, okay? So we're gonna take uh, we're gonna take Ellerson Smith because I like him, and because at this point it makes sense to just take guys that I've heard of, and who I like. I really, I mean, Ellerson Smith really has an amazing profile athletically and played great in the Senior Bowl. So I know I've said that kind of a bunch of times, but makes sense to me. Uh, let's see, Patrick Jones is still here. That's a little bit of a surprise. Any running backs you guys are interested in? Um, the Spielman Infinity Draft Gauntlet is complete. Yes, I, I told you guys I was going to try to do it like they would do it, so that's what I'm doing. Uh, Chuba Hubbard is here. I don't know if he's a, a good running back prospect or not, but, I mean, he was kind of a big college name. Uh, they, You know what? Okay, I've got it. I've got it. The late tight end. Folks, the Vikings love their late tight ends. They absolutely love their late tight ends. So I think I'm going to do that because they always they always need to get somebody. So John Bates out of um, Boise State is a guy that is here. <laughs> That's the best I could do for you. He's the best tight end on the board according to PFF. And, the I mean, it's just the Vikings do this. So 
They and yes, that's a good point, Evan. They do love Boise State. So we're taking him, and then now with pick two forty nine, we will be looking at kickers. And this is an exciting time for us, guys. We've done these draft sims for weeks. We've tried every different scenario that we could ever think of. We did how I would handle the draft. We did what if they lose this guy? What if they lose that guy? What if they trade this guy or that guy? Come on. Don't tell me that they don't list the kickers on here. Are you serious? Do they not list the kickers? <laughs> Do they not list the kickers on here? Give me some kicker names so I can search them. Does anybody know any kickers? Do I just search the word kicker? I just, I literally don't see even a place to search for kickers. I love you, PFF. You're the best. How passive aggressive is that of PFF? I need to draft a kicker, guys. Help me out. Yeah, let me type in Carter Cheeseman and see if he shows up. Hold on. I'm doing this. Let's see. I was, I was just, he doesn't show up, man. Did they not put the specialists on here? Come on, PFF. You let me down at the very end. Evan McPherson. Let me see here. Uh, well, let's see. Let me type in. They will not let you draft a kicker. PFF trying to save everyone from themselves. How dare you? I am leaving an angry email to PFF about not. I traded down just to draft this kicker, guys. We. I was building this all up. Like this is our moment. Is when they draft the kicker that will ultimately miss the next key field goal in a playoff game. I was building it all up to that one moment to just drop that on everybody. And, ah, well, yeah, that's that's how it goes. So, I don't know. We're I traded for this senseless pick, so we'll just grab somebody. I don't know. Let's just take the top running back or something. Let's take – oh, a defense – they love their late defensive lineman. And this guy's name is Quinton Bohana. I mean – Hell yeah, hell yeah, right? We've got to go with it. Quinton Bohana. So that's what we'll do. Um, boycott BFF. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, this has been a lot of fun, guys. We have had such a great time on these locker room chats. So let's go through the whole draft here, and we'll just pretend that an SEC kicker – yes, David, right on time. The SEC kicker was available, and uh, or maybe Quinton Bohana will become a Hall of Famer, and we'll say that we found him before anybody else. Um, so let's see. All right, let me go through the whole draft. This is my what I think the Vikings would actually do draft. Elijah Bear Tucker in the first with a trade down. Peyton Turner in the second using that pick they traded down for. Benjamin St. Juice of Minnesota with the 78th pick. Then we don't have another one till 125 where we took Tyree Gillespie, safety from Missouri. Shai Smith, the wide receiver from South Carolina, which just like mark my words, I think he'll be good. Uh, Jonathan Cooper from Ohio State, Drew Dahlman, the center uh, interior offensive lineman from Stanford, Ellerson Smith from Northern Iowa. We traded down because we're crazy and we needed a seventh-round pick. Then we took John Bates from Boise State and Quinton Bohana because he had the best name. And PFF gave us an A for Quinton Bohana, so good for us. Um, So there you go. If the Vikings did that, folks, how would you feel? Would you feel pretty good? I mean, I think that – uh, I tried to go as much chalk as I possibly could for how they would handle it. And I would probably give them like your solid, your solid B, your solid B plus. Yeah, Luke, I agree. Like a solid B plus. Uh, the grade from the simulator. Good question, Alex. Let's check that out. They gave me, well, B plus. So they thought, okay, not bad. Solid job. No kicker is an F grade. Totally agree, Travis. 
Uh, just an F. How did we get this far into draft season and me not realize that they didn't have the specialists on there? Um, Tony, yeah, you know, that's the thing. Uh, when it comes to the quarterback, uh, well, I did take, I guess it was in the later rounds, Shy Smith. Yeah, that's right. So it wasn't, it wasn't the mid-round wide receiver who could have an impact right away. Probably. So that's fair. The quarterback thing, I had planned on trying to get a quarterback. And it just didn't happen. I mean, it just didn't work out for, um, you know, trying to make that work with trading down, getting the second round pick, and then Kellen Mond and Davis Mills, they just went off the board. And I could see that. Like, those guys are decent prospects, and they could both uh, come off the board. No, that's no problem, Tony. But I, I was, it was my plan to try and get a quarterback, and this is how it works out sometimes. And it just, it just didn't happen because I wanted to take the corner at 78, and I felt like actually between 49 and 78 was when Davis Mills and Kellen Mond went off the board. So I was surprised by that. I thought I would be able to get a quarterback at 78. And then um, Jamie Newman was the only one available. So I went with Benjamin St. Juice, the corner. And, and I, yeah, Tony, I think that's a good cornerback pickup and someone that would work well with Mike Zimmer. So if I was thinking about the things that I maybe failed on that they'll want to do, Drafting a mid-round quarterback is at the top of that list. And I think I checked the rest of the boxes here. Getting a wide receiver three, you know, filling up the trenches with a couple of offensive linemen, getting a pass rusher with a high ceiling who's a big guy who might fit. And I'll probably be totally wrong because it's the NFL draft, and we'll see. So tomorrow night, if you guys are hanging around, um, oh, where did Bateman go? Let me take a look. Um, I am interested in Rashad Bateman, too. I saw people, like I follow a lot of people who gamble on stuff like this. And that seems to me to be very risky with your money gambling on the NFL draft. Uh, Rashad Bateman went number 19 to Washington. That would be good for them. And that would be good for him, I think, because they're building a good team there and he would get plenty of opportunity. So, uh, yes, tomorrow night I will be on WCCO's uh, social media channel. So Facebook and on Twitter, and that will start at seven o'clock is when my draft show is going to start on there. So if you guys want to pop on, all you have to do is go to their Twitter and it will be up there. It, you know, sometimes it takes a few seconds to load up from when we started. So 702 or something like that, but that's when it will be on. And I'm going to have, you know, people from CCO that are sports people, Henry Lake, Corey Heppola, uh, Courtney Cronin. And I am going to do, oh, good question. Another locker room chat. Probably I'm thinking Saturday night or even maybe Sunday for another locker room chat. But I think maybe late Saturday night, uh, late Saturday night, kind of depending on how this, how it goes, how, how long it goes. Cause I'll be working on, you know, a lot of like, you know, they're going to take a ton of players and there will be a big recap and stuff at the, at the website. But I think Saturday when we have all the answers to the question, another locker room chat will be appropriate. So, and the other thing too, is I, I'm going to keep doing these, like just, foreseeable future. I've had a lot of fun with them and I put them up on the podcast feed sometimes when I remember, I know some of you have asked me and I've forgotten or haven't gotten around to it, but um, people have enjoyed listening back to them to hear you guys pop in and, and hear your comments and questions and things like that. Uh, Luke, I think that they do have the money to sign Melvin Ingram. I don't know about a veteran offensive tackle. I don't know if they could get Ingram and Eric Fisher, but if they could get one of the two, then, you know, um, yeah, no, you're right, Rob. After, after the first round, we could do a, a simulation again, but yeah, the, these have been, these have been very fun and I'm going to keep doing them because I love the, 
the conversations with you guys and the interaction. So I really appreciate it. Um, I, Danny, I, I don't know on, on free agency, but I would say this, that one thing I, I, I'll leave you with, a little eyeball emojis. You never know about player trades. This is a team that was trying to trade for Trent Williams last year. They did trade for Yannick Ngakwe. Like, Trader Rick, man. You can – I every time I take a nap in the middle of the day, I worry that I'm going to wake up to a Vikings trade. So you just never know. Uh, yeah, John. John, I know that you love the draft and you look very close. You're going to have to tell me who some of the UDFAs are. <laughs> Those guys – I'll learn your name as a UDFA when you, like, make the 53. <laughs> I wait on those guys. So thanks. Thanks guys again so much. Have fun with the draft. It's been kind of a rough year for Vikings fans. So, you know, enjoy every moment of it. It'll be unpredictable. It'll be fun. And yeah, it's Christmas morning. So take care guys. And we will talk to you again soon. Appreciate it.